Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. And today we hit rock bottom. We continue the beloved saga of uh, Starscream's ter- no good, horrible, very bad life. Um, and also, there's another episode. Where they make and a lot of episode. they make a lot of jokes about attraction. And also, there are lesbians. Yeah. Oh also there yes. Are lesbians. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! How how did they get away with writing Arachnids lines like this? I have no idea. They, they it's literally she's never said a straight thing in her life. It has yet to uh, happen. Um, our first episode this week is episode eighteen, uh, season one of Prime Metal Attraction. Metal Attraction. It's a, it's like you see it's like it's like magnets but it's also like wanting to fuck a robot yeah which we we immediately immediately get from june yes so we start off here um everyone's hanging out at the auto base when they see june's car uh driving up on on the radars much to jack's frustration i love that she just drives her dinky old sedan up to this abandoned fucking missile silo it's great. I mean, to be fair, it's abandoned in the middle of nowhere in Nevada, so no one else is around her. Sure, but also, like, I think she's off-roading there, and that, that car cannot be built for that kind of driving. It's a Subaru. Ah. So, but... Built, it, built, built Ford Tough. Exactly. So, that she, that she gets in there, um, and immediately gets out of the car and, and, and greets everyone. A few details I like here. She, she calls Ratchet Doctor. Um, yes, that's very cute. Given when, that she is herself uh, a nurse. Yeah, and I think I think he he like also gives her the doctor's respect later on because normally Ratchet is sort of a, a grumpy guy when it comes to dealing with fleshlings. Doesn't you know? Doesn't really give them all that much respect. But he he calls her like Madame later. Though I mean, to be fair, that is a question between whether he gives respect to fleshlings or whether he gives respect to literal children. That's true. He doesn't really care for the children. Although I don't see him give much respect to Fowler either, but no one really does. Um, but I mean, he calls him agent. He doesn't like, that's true. You know, he's not calling him sir because agent Fowler isn't his superior. But Madame but... Is, is quite something. Anyway, she immediately asks where Prime is. And uh, I think it's RC is like, oh, he went out on a mission with Bumblebee. And June responds, ah. Well, Ratchet, well, Ratchet's like, sorry to disappoint you. Oh, yes. Sorry to disappoint you. And she's like, and she's like ah, I wore my heels and everything. To which Jack goes, mom. Mom. <laughs> Listen, Jack, you're going to have to get used to the fact that Optimus is your dad now. Boogie, 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 Jack. So, of course, we don't have much time to sit around because immediately uh, some kind of weird energy signature gets picked up and also gets picked up on the Nemesis. Um, And Breakdown immediately uh, volunteers for this mission with his swanky new eye patch, courtesy of Mech. And Megatron is immediately like, 
Okay, yeah, sure, buddy. You're gonna go take this one? After you, like, got owned by some humans? Megatron's like, I mean, you could do that, or I could just kill you. It's like, I mean, if you want to go, and and Breakdown's like, look, I understand not the best look for me, but I want to prove myself to you. Let me go out and do this. That's a pretty good look for him. You know, listen, you have to imagine that Knockout just finds it outrageously sexy, which is the only reason why he hasn't fixed it. Exactly. I, I, you know, I just, I think it's a crime that there That's have his been fucking literal husband. We have seen. And he's like, no, no babe, sorry. Yeah, I just think it's a fucking crime that we have seen no knockout for like four episodes now. Um, presumably because no one is currently severely injured, which is usually when knockout scenes pop up. Um, but come on, he's, he's, I, I want to see him talking with Breakdown about that eye patch and stuff. Although, I, by the end of next episode, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be back next week, considering how things are at the end of the next episode. Um, but yeah, so Breakdown... What do you mean? We get a totally unambiguous ending. Uh-huh, I'm sure Starscream will be perfectly fine next week. Yeah. So, we, 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 Breakdown wants to go out there and, like, get it for himself, so he can kind of build back his reputation in megatron's eyes um yeah score some some good boy points yeah so miko and raf arrive at the auto base with bulkhead and immediately miko's like oh fuck jack's mom is here man (laughs) she leans over to raf and's like don't you kind of miss when this club secret clubhouse is a little more secret i mean it's pretty rich coming from her honestly yeah giving her a uh, knack for subtlety or lack thereof um and the the fact that she's literally gatekeeping the autobots yep uh so you know not not so much time has passed before ratch is like hey weird signal uh bulkhead go out and to investigate it so the other thing here, or no, it's like at first actually, RC and Jack are about to head out to test something. They're going on a separate mission to test her yeah. new targeting chip. Yeah, RC has gotten something recalibrated. Yeah. So they just need to do like routine, some routine tests to make sure that it was like recalibrated correctly. Right. And June is like, hey, uh, well, actually, no, it's not, she doesn't speak up yet. Uh, because this is when Bulkhead shows up and Ratchet's like, hey, you're going to do the thing. And Miko wants to tag along and Bulkhead's no, like... No, she does. She she does say something, but she doesn't, like, stand her ground or anything. True. But she's like, she's like, is that a good idea? And R.C. like, rolls her eyes, but, like, doesn't say anything. Yeah, then... At this point... Then Bulkhead, then Bulkhead's like, no, Miko, you can't go. This one's a little dangerous. And then that's when June's like, but Jack can go with you, R.C.? That's not <laughs> dangerous? <laughs> and Jack's like... These are literally completely different things. Yeah, but RC has gotten all pissy already. It's like, you know what? Uh, yeah, never mind. Uh, Bulkhead, I'm going with you. Yeah, she's like, no, you're right. No, Listen to your mother, Jack. It's it's way too dangerous for you to do routine tests with me. Bulkhead, I'm coming with you. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... And, and she leaves, and like Jack just like... As they leave through the portal, uh, the ground bridge, Jack just, like, looks aghast at June, and June's like, whoa, what did I say? So, we cut over to, the, to Breakdown, digging around in the fucking desert, uh, to find the thing, and he, he finds it. 
and then he notices that he is being stalked by a spider. She's so sexy in this episode. That's right, Arachnid. I could not take my eyes off her. <laughs> Arachnid is back. No waits for us here with the, with the Arachnid content. Um, she and Breakdown have a little fight. They have uh, a great exchange, which is like where <laughs> um, Breakdown like tries to shoot, uh, where Breakdown tries to hit her or something, and and she's like, or throws something at her, and she's like, not one for depth perception perception anymore, huh? <laughs> and uh, and he goes not one for looking good and then tr- tries to shoot her <laughs> he's you know his his strength doesn't come from the from yeah. his wit that's not why knockout and, keeps him around yeah blows uh blows uh a hole in the side of the cliff face as uh she just barely manages to dodge behind it but uh <laughs> it's very funny yeah she he and, and arachne have a fight where he's like He's like, I'm going to fucking hogtie you and drag you back to the nemesis uh, to, to bring the Megatron. Bring you, you in, you fucking rogue Decepticon. But, unfortunately, his pure brawn isn't really going to help him out here against this uh, this spidery trickster here. And he gets put in a big old hole. Yeah. She's a burrowing spider, apparently. Yeah. Um... So you know, she like drags him under. It's very, it's very drag me to hell. Yes, but he manages to dig his way out, and they're still, they're still facing off. Arachnid has this weird gauntlet thing now, which we still don't know what it does. Um, we we just know it's that a it's dinghy. yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a what you call it? It's a, what what do they call it in Spider Verse? Uh, oh my god, how have I forgotten what what they oh. call the fucking like thing in Spider Verse? It's one of those. It's a MacGuffin. It's a it's a it's a, yeah. a Cybertronian artifact from long past. At this point, uh, Bulkhead and RC are kind of walking and talking, and Bulkhead's like, you know, you gotta lay off June. You know, she's Jack's mom and all, and this stuff is all kind of dangerous. Um, and RC is like, well. I've I've been protecting him from all this shit for way longer than she's even known about it. So who is really the overprotective one here? Buck is like, oh, okay, whatever you say. Well, what she says, yeah, what she says is like she's overprotective. I'm protective. Um. And then Miko uh, pop pipes up and says, "Yeah, fuck her," and <laughs> she's here too. It's also, I mean, while they're having this conversation. It's, like, really hard, again, not to interpret Arcee's feelings for Jack at this point as romantic. It's like, weird. She, she, it's really weird because she, it, it, like, really sounds like she's, like, like fighting with the in-laws kind of thing. Kind right? of, like, it's, yeah. Like, like, June doesn't think I'm good enough for Jack. It really is. Basically. And, like, that's, like, that is sort of, like, the root of her insecurity or, or annoyance or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it here, um, is that... She thinks that June doesn't think she's doing enough for Jack, which is like such a like mother-in-law, daughter-in-law thing. Yeah, it is. It is a very it's... weird setup. Yeah. But yeah, Miko is here. And again, this remember that last episode we talked about Jack yes. telling RC he didn't want to get her too revved up yep. before bed. Like you know, like <laughs> there's just yeah. something going on there. Uh, but Miko's here, and 
RC almost instantly calls for a ground bridge. Because at this point, this is fucking routine. Um, yeah. But then Miko's like, ah, but I don't want to spend time in the auto base with that stick in the mud around. And RC is like, you know what? Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Fine, you can stay. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's very funny. I love funny. how, like, I love how responsible RC, like, plays at being and how very little it takes for her to break all the rules. Oh, yeah. She is, she is not so much the, the, the professional calm and collective. RC's, per- RC's a talking motorcycle. She can do what she wants. I want to kill. <laughs> Uh, so, but it's really funny because instantly Miko and Bulkhead fall back on their, like, you know, familiar routine. He's, he's playing the music and whatnot. And RC just muses, like, no matter where I fucking go on the third wheel. And, like, that's, that's a weird line, too. It sure is. Um. Like, what are you the third wheel? Anyway. Um. Well, there's a <laughs> lot, there are many jokes later on about Bulkhead and RC being tracked and attracted to each other. There's, yes. listen, everyone here is a mess. Everyone here is a me- except Breakdown. He's the only normal one here. God bless him. So they they stumble across the fucking con throwdown happening down in the canyon there, um, and immediately Bulkhead and RC jump in to you know their their two rivals are here fighting yeah. each other. What is this fucking Christmas morning? Well, there's a moment where. Um... Breakdown and Arachnid notice them as well before they like actually start fighting, and then there's like pause, and then RC looks at Bulkhead and goes, "Launch me." Yep, he gives her the fucking fastball special. It's great. She she gets some good airtime. Let me yes. tell you, they make a good team. Um, so Breakdown. She- she has like five seconds of shooting in the air before she lands again. Yeah, so so she fights Arachnid. Uh, Breakdown eventually manages to grab the gauntlet, um, while Arachnid kind of tries fleeing because you know she she knows how to retreat as well when when things aren't looking good for her. Uh, and Breakdown turns the gauntlet on, and it turns out. This thing is some kind of gigantic super magnet that can, uh, you know, attract metal to to it and whatnot. So there's a big old, you know, every, everything gets drawn towards it, including um, Bulkhead and RC and Miko's phone. As, she, as of course, you know, she was filming all of this for World Star. Um, America's funniest home videos. <laughs> But then, Breakdown sees another button on the side of the gauntlet and goes, Ooh, what does this button do? And presses it, and there's another big explosion. Uh, and Breakdown heads off with the gauntlet, and Miko runs over to Bulkhead and realizes... Uh, yes. When the dust settles, it's me lying face down in the basement. <laughs> yeah, pavement. And realizes that RC is magnetically melded to Bulkhead's back. Like a fucking backpack. Miko's phone is also magnetically welded to him. Yes, on his she, leg. She is very, she is very angry about. Um, so as Breakdown immediately runs directly into Arachnid's trap, uh, Ratchet calls in and identifies the artifact as a polarity gauntlet, um, and says that is that is the cause of your current attraction, which causes Miko to yell, "They're not attracted to each other." Big de- lots of big denials going on here. You know, so, thing you know, 
magnets just just bring out lots of weird things in people i guess fucking miracles this is why this is where ratchet calls uh, june madame because he's he's like uh it's like madam my uh you know the, the polarity gauntlet would be catastrophic if it fell into megatron's hands he could because we are made of metal and if he wanted to he could just meld us all into a ball of scrap with this thing so it's important to recover it um, back in, uh, speaking of recovering it, uh, with Arachnid and Breakdown, uh, Breakdown's looking up an Arachnid and goes, are you wearing the, and she says, the Chanel Polarity Gauntlet? Yeah. Uh, and has put the gauntlet on and is talking about how a girl can never have too many accessories. Absolutely. Um, so RC and Bulkhead go to pursue Arachnid, or go to pursue and Breakdown. This is actually the point where um, they have, like, the deeper conversation about, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so what happens here, yeah, what happens right, here is... Miko. Yeah, Miko is, is following them along, and RC is like, you know what? I'm calling you a ground bridge back to base. I am tired of indulging your adrenaline junkie tendencies. And Miko responds... You sound just like Jack's mom. Um, and June is just sitting there. Like, Mika yes. doesn't give a shit. She knows June can hear this. Yeah, all of this is being broadcast over comms. And so June turns to Jack and goes, is that such a bad thing? Uh, to which Jack responds, I'm gonna go over here. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving Raph and June to uncomfortably stare at each other. Um, once Miko is back, um, that is sort of the point where uh, Arzy's like, I don't sound like June. And Bulkhead's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, June's overprotective. I'm normal protective. <laughs> and and it's like... Bulkhead goes, yep, like, mm-hmm. totally different. Totally mm-hmm. different things. And... Uh, but I'm here sitting like, girl, Bulkhead, you're in an intergalactic war. You should be overprotective yeah. of your humor and friends. Like, June's right. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, but June's right. Which I think is the conclusion they they kind of both come to at the end there. Um, but before that, they they come across Arachnid and Breakdown hold up in this old abandoned gas station. Uh, Breakdown is all webbed up, um, and Arachnid is. Hang on, <coughs> Arachnid is planning on using it to like ensure her neutrality basically she doesn't want to rejoin the decepticons but she also doesn't really want autobots bothering her either so she's just gonna have this as a a little deterrent um at some point during all of this i don't know when because when bulkhead and rc arrive a big firefight ensues um oh no never mind yeah this this is later this is later never mind this is later on but like basically uh Bulkhead and RC arrive and have the world's most awkward fist fight with Arachnid and Breakdown. The fact that Arachnid and Breakdown can't take them down like this is embarrassing for both of them. It really is. Uh, So so Arachnid asks uh, Breakdown still up for a truce muscles and Breakdown responds, only because I hate Bulkhead more than I hate you. You know? Yeah. you, you You can't fault him. Um... But they are they are unable to take them down, embarrassingly. 
Yeah, um, even it, when it is, it, yeah, like they they are literally tied together. I mean, I guess yeah. they can still move all of their arms and legs, but but like when Bulkhead does this and it's noticeable, it entirely shifts our seat aside, and when she shifts back, Arachnid just punches her in the face. Yeah, like the fact that somehow they survived these like sixty seconds is just like embarrassing to the extent that like. Bulkhead immediately after that, RC's like, Bulkhead, stop moving. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then just kicks Breakdown and sends him flying. Um, RC gives Arachnid a bunch of gnarly facial scars during this. Slices her up real good. She had that beforehand. I guess that's true. But she gives her another one during this, I think. Does she? She she gave her one earlier on when they first fought. She she hits her, she slices her again during this part. And then... uh, Yeah, so finally... Uh, once Breakdown is uh, kicked away, uh, he manages to get the gauntlet, and he's watching this fight happen, and he goes, uh, two bots, one cup, and he, <laughs> no. he says, I'm two not bots, making one that, stone. I'm not making that the title. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he, throw, he throws an oil derrick at them. I do not control the rate at which you, uh, <laughs> at which you title episodes. That's true. Um... Uh, yeah, he he throws like an entire um, construction site on them, basically. Yeah, he, he uh, pins RC. Um, but doing this has kind of unstuck Bulkhead and RC. And I, I really like this part where they like trade rivals. Like it's it's so good. My that's my fucking girl. And like you see her like crack her neck beforehand. Yeah. And... Oh, I, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention. Very important. There's a bit. Where uh, Arachnid is looming over the pinned RC, and she like stomps on her hand with her heeled boot, and looms over her in a very heterosexual way, um, yeah. ready to like put her out of her misery. Yeah, she says. She says, "Well, there is one way to solve your predicament." Um. And then brings out the arms. Uh, so. But yeah, so this is where the line happens. Yeah, so, this is this is the. So I hope it's the same one I'm yes, thinking of. Yes, I'm sure Arachnid, Arachnid going against Bulkhead. Yes, where Bulkhead yeah. asks, uh, care for, wanna dance? And she responds, you're not my type. All right, lesbian. <laughs> um, so our, at some point, RC grabs the gauntlet from Breakdown and polarizes everyone. So when Breakdown and Bulkhead eventually swap around to their turn to dance, they try to do the classic... Wrecking Ball against Sledgehammer move, but they repel each other. Um, so no one can really do anything at this point. Uh, Arachnid attempts to snatch the gauntlet and fly away. Which, girl, why didn't you just do this from the beginning? There was a point when she was fighting Breakdown before RC and uh, Bulkhead um, got there after she'd buried Breakdown. Where she Maybe. was just, like, walking away, and then he, like, undigs himself, and she looks at him and starts fighting him again. You can fly! You Maybe. can fly! He can't! Maybe she forgot. Maybe she normally doesn't have a flying alternate mode, and so being a helicopter is a new thing, and she was like, oh, right, I can fly. That seems unlikely, but okay. Um. Well, I get also, shortly after that, I think RC showed up, so that kind of, you know, when RC is around, our, our Arachnid don't think too good. I know, but she was going back to engage, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, all. she should have left, she should have she cut her losses, but considering what happens here, where 
Bulkhead gets mad air to uh, tackle her to the ground. Maybe well, not to tackle her to the ground, but tackle her into uh, breakdown. That's true. Uh, and they eventually come out with a gauntlet and head back to base. Um, yeah. And again, here's another weird line that we get here. Um, so when they're back um, there, you know, they give sort of a rundown to Raptors. Like, yep, got it. Don't recommend it for indoor use. And they're like, you know, preparing to walk away or whatever when June comes up and is like, RC, I think I owe you an apology. And RC's like, nervous laughter, what the fuck? Um, and, you know, June sort of explains that ever since, uh, Jack's dad left, they've been really close and that she's just very overprotective of him, but that she's sure that R.C. has doing, has been doing a great job, um, protecting him. Um, and she can see how much that R.C. cares. And then she has a line, you're just not the type of girl I thought he'd be ditching me for. (laughs) Hey, What? 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 Hey, what? <laughs> she also tells Jack to leave. The adults are talking when he like comes up to ask about this. Um, yeah. The vibes are all just very weird around here. Um, also, we get confirmation Jack's dad just left, I guess. I guess he's a deadbeat. Yep, um, yep he's a deadbeat. So we cut back to the nemesis for our last scene where at first Megatron is very cross that breakdown has returned empty handed, but he's like, ah, 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 not entirely empty handed. And then he turns around and Arachnid is bonded to his back. Much like RC was bulkheads. Megatron's delighted. Oh uh, yeah. He's like, Oh, Arachnid. Oh, what a, what a lovely sight to see. I'm so glad you're back. And she's like, I'm happy Do to be here. Yeah, oh, do clenched teeth. It's good, good to, to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. So that is metal attraction. We we didn't tell we didn't uh, note all of the attraction puns, but trust us, there there were many. Uh, they were abounding. It's a twenty three minute episode. It's on Netflix. You can go watch it. Yeah, just just marvel at how many jokes they fit in there about uh, RC and Bulkhead being attracted. Um, but enough about that episode. We're here to talk about the good shit. Episode 19, Rock Bottom. Not like this. Not like this. So we open up and Jack and Miko are hanging out, uh, outside a cave. So, uh, and Miko is like frustrated that this mission is going to interfere with her going to a concert, a slash monkey concert. Uh, it's their only U.S. tour tour spot, and Jack's like, "Wow, that's surprising." I thought everyone be would be into Bulgarian shriek metal. I just love Bulgarian shriek metal. I I know exactly what that sounds like. Yeah. But uh, RC and Bulkhead walk out, and they're talking about how even though this is supposed to be an entirely cleared Energon mine, they're still picking up Energon signatures. Um. So, as a result, Miko runs into the cave. I, I, don't I mean, know it has why. great acoustics. It does. Uh, and Bulkhead follows her, and Jack also wants to go in, but he's like, uh, stripped mines like this are pretty dangerous. They could, you know, cause cavens and stuff. I don't know if it's the best idea. And Jack's like, come on. She's like, all right, but don't tell your mom. So they go inside, and immediately after they fade from view, Megatron and Starscream arrive. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know the story of the Binding of Isaac? 
<laughs> oh boy. That's kind of the vibes we have going on here. Yeah, so immediately as Megatron and Starship are walking to this cave, Starstream's like, um why are we here, Lord Megatron? But Lord Megatron, where is the ram you are going to sacrifice? Yeah, he's like, so I mean, this is just a stripped energy on mine. Do you, do, you, do you? Why are we here exactly? And Megatron just turns around and goes, "You'll see," and keeps walking. <laughs> Megatron says, "God will provide it," and keeps walking. And Starscream's like, "Uh oh, Scoob, I don't have a good feeling about this." Yeah, vibes are off. Vibes are way off for our old pal Starscream here. Um, as as he kind of walks in, follows him around. Yeah, Miko is enjoying the cave's acoustics uh, as she and Bulkhead find themselves in this big, soaring central chamber. Uh, and Bulkhead's kind of scanning for these Energon signatures. He's like, yep, there's definitely some Energon deposits still left in here. So he tries calling RC, uh, but the cave's mineral makeup uh, is fucking with their comms, so they can't talk to each other. Meanwhile... Yeah. Megatron and Starscream come across some uh, mining equipment that does, you know, it doesn't exactly look abandoned. It looks, uh, it looks fairly recently used. used. And immediately Starscream's like, oh, oh my god, I, I thought I ordered all the equipment recovered from this operation after we closed the mine, Lord Megatron, you know. I was so busy in those four years of interstellar travel. I I put Soundwave in charge of the of the of the of the you know the the, the transport operations. And, you know, we everyone makes mistakes. Uh, and, yeah, he's like, but you know, of course, all of us. And like Megatron, when he mentions Soundwave, just like glares at him. Yeah, and Soundwave and Starscream's like, but you know, we all had to take on more responsibilities. So you know, we were all working. We were at over capacity. Uh, during your absence so clearly mistakes uh, were made and he just goes mistakes mistakes were made yes clearly um and then and then he punches the wall and starstream's like hang on and as he retrieves his arm there's a hunk of energon in it he goes completely depleted you say and starstream's like oh my god you've you found more deposits. We can reopen. And Megatron just like literally crushes the Energon rock in his hands. Like you sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm oh, not so here. I have an interesting uh, uh, question. And it's one that will never be answered. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, but I wonder if there was actually something else that Starscream was doing here. Besides just hoarding Energon. Be- for himself. Because what Star- what Megatron says next is like. I know what you're doing here, Starscream. Don't take me for a fool. I can see that you were hoarding a whole stash of Megatron of, of, of Energon for yourself. And Starscream's like, well, no, not exactly. If you if you'd let me explain. Um and the fact that he doesn't outright deny it right. but says not exactly makes me wonder if there is actually something else. Cause normally when he gets caught in a lie, he just says, No, what? I do wonder, because, yeah, you're right, he doesn't really immediately deny it. Um, I mean, I won- he, he's trying to defend himself, but he says, no, not exactly. Yeah, not- he must have been doing something else here, but that doesn't really matter to Megatron. No, Megatron it's irrelevant. His, Megatron starts on the tirade here, where I was like, he is, you know, I 
I have I know about everything. I know about you trying to fucking kill me after finding me floating in space by plucking that dark energon out of my spark. I know about you stealing said hunk of dark energon to try and reanimate Skyquake, and I know how you lost your fucking arm during that debacle because guess what? Soundwave has been watching you the whole time. Newsflash, asshole. Um, and he says, you know, I, I guess I've kept you around for so long because I have enjoyed watching you fail. But at a certain point, the bit gets old. This is such horseshit. And he, he kept it around because he wants to fuck him so bad it makes him look so <laughs> <laughs> But the annoyance has outweighed the horny in this situation because he brings yes. out the fucking fusion cannon. And yeah. it's like, time to fucking die. Yeah, and, you know, Starstream, like, falls to his knees and is pleading for his life. It's like, please, Lord Megatron, give me one last chance. And sure enough, it is that exact moment that R.C. rounds the corner with Jack. Yeah, Jack and R.C. wander into this situation like, uh... <laughs> and immediately Megatron's Again, aggro the is... the King Pride discourse. <laughs> <laughs> is this allowed? And the Megatron immediately turns his fusion cannon on RC uh, and starts fucking blasting. Uh, God, that thing does so much goddamn damage. Yes. Um, uh, so Starstream, Starstream takes, takes his chance to flee. Yeah, he runs. And as as he's like fleeing through uh, one of the tunnels, uh, Megatron like goes, Starscream, you dare to abandon me? And I'm like, I don't think at this point you can consider Consider him running away to be abandonment. You are a half second away from blowing his head off. Yeah, so he fires like, a few shots off. Uh, at it's a really, Stream. it's a really cool shot. It like slows down in slow motion yeah. for a little bit, and then um, just as sort of the energy from diffusion cannon catches up with him and flings him forward, he uh, Starscream transforms into his uh, jet form and uh, continues to dodge blasts as he uh, makes his way out the tunnel. He does like a Death Star 2 tunnel escape from Return of the Jedi. Doesn't necessarily go as well, though. Um, so, RC I mean, uses does. this. It, it almost does. He, he's, he's impressively like to... agile. Yes. Uh, RC uses this opportunity of distraction to land some good hits on Megatron, but as a result, some of those uh, shots ricochet up onto the cave and cause a cave in, a big old rock crushes megatron i love 127 hours but then also the rest of the cave starts collapsing uh, including the gigantic central chamber that bulkhead and miko are standing in i love 127 hours this 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 section of the episode is way more 127 hours because bulkhead has to like you'll hear about atlas he's got the whole world in his hands so there's a big old uh there's a big old fucking cave-in I love the way that Starstream gets hit by a falling rock and starts cartwheeling in jet form. <laughs> it looks really funny. Some, like, of the, some of the way they... Again, like, as a whole, Prime is on the darker and grittier side of um, the t- TV cartoons. But some of the stuff they do, particularly with people's vehicle modes, is like... Very slapstick in a way that's quite reminiscent of G1. Anytime Optimus rams someone, it's always funny. 
I mean, that, I'm thinking, like, Optimus ramming something, uh, uh, Megatron bodying Starscream out of the sky. (laughs) Grabbing Uh, him by the, like, the the, the tail wing and just, like, Uh, throwing him. In the last episode, Bulkhead grabbing Arachnid and throwing her into breakdown while she, like, um, like, yeah, Optimus just knocking Knockout off the side of the road. Yeah, whenever there is vehicular combat involved, things always look kind of goofy. My favorite bit of any tr- vehicle mode combat in any Transformers thing is from way, way back in IDW1, um, where it's it's the part where uh, Rodimus is hanging out with Swindle on Earth, and when oh, yeah. things break bad... Optimus gets sky dropped in yes! truck mode yeah! and just crushes Swindle. Swindle! <laughs> just <when he laughs> looks up and then there's just a fucking truck falls on him. Oh my god. It's like, just like panel one, sort of looking up and going, oh, panel two, Optimus landing on him. Always the best shit. But yeah, so everyone's trapped under here. Starscream nearly makes it out. Uh, but, you know, can't quite smoothly reach the uh the 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 exit there he does eventually dig himself out but that seems to take a while when he does manage to get himself out though he has a rare moment of self-awareness yes i love this so he digs himself out he's like ha! you thought you would kill me megatron well guess what i'm alive and you're dead and he turns around yeah and 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 he's like he's like well and he's like, fuck you. Lord. And if this was again G1, he would have just left. <laughs> yes, but then he turns uh, around and then he's like, wait a minute. He's he definitely not dead. He survived too many things. He survived yeah. too many things. I don't trust like that. Yeah, he's, like, like, he's like, here, he I have two fucking... options. I have two options here. Either he survives and he blames me for this. Or even worse, his lackeys come to rescue him and get credit that should be mine. And with like a huge grumble, he like turns his turns around and makes his way back into the tunnel. Very and then very he's funny. Megatron. Very funny. Yeah, if this is when he would have just left, but he's like, God damn it, he's definitely not dead. There's a there, the moment of the the funniest G one Starscream moment ever is the one where Megatron gets hit by a stray shot. There's so many, but the best one is the one where Megatron, like, gets hit by a stray shot and just kind of falls over. And then Starscream goes, Megatron has fallen! I am now the leader of the Decepticons. And, like, two minutes later, he gets up and punches Starscream. Because he literally fell over. I mean, yeah. Bro. How many times does that happen? A lot. So... G1's quality television. So while uh, Starscream is grumbling his way into the cave, we check in with Nico and Bulkhead. As I said, Bulkhead is holding up this gigantic fucking rock, Atlas style. Uh, And Miko's like, don't worry, I'll dig us out of here. (laughs) And starts lifting rocks one by one. It's gonna, uh, gonna take a little while there, buddy. Jack also is looking for RC, and he decides to drive. He he, you know, he's a really good driver if he can figure out how to work this thing, because he's he gets on one of these fucking Energon drills. Uh, to start I mean, digging. it operates by iPad. I guess that's true. So, um, 
he, he's looking for an old mining tank. Meanwhile, uh, we make a realization about caves over in Miko and Bulkhead's fun room, which is... They don't have air. They uh, have a finite oxygen supply. So Miko is really out of breath. She can barely stand up. And Bulkhead's like, okay, you need to stop. You need to stop right now. Uh, there's a limited amount of air in here. If you, you know, if, if you don't stop, you might suffocate. Or no, it's like, if you don't stop, we might run out of air. And she goes, oh my god, we'll suffocate. And he's like, no, you will suffocate. I don't, don't need breathe. to breathe. She's like, oh, right. Space battle. And, I, you know, I think there is an inherent, darkly comedic thing about having Nico, the girl who cannot shut up being stuck in the cave with with, with very limited air. Yeah. She just, she she just is, keeps talking. She is so determined to save him um but she is a small girl and these are very large rocks yeah so eventually he's like okay just like uh they, they hear jack drilling around and he's like oh my god that, that must be rc looking for us uh here make her grab a rock and start banging on my foot and it's so cute she's like i don't want to hurt you she's like he was like it's fine i'll be fine trust me it's okay as he is like Holding up a boulder the size of a fucking house. He was like, this, this is fine. I will be a-okay. Um, so, you know, Jack is, is doing his mining and crafting. And he's, he's, he's doing good. He's trying to find RC. And, he, and he, he hits gold. Except it's not gold. It's Megatron. Yeah, and Megatron... I know I, I use this line a lot. But Megatron first goes... So I suppose... Um, help for the helpless or something yeah something it's along really those good. lines is not in uh not I in actually mind. i actually haven't written down here he, he, he so he, he sees jack and is like oh i suppose helping those less fortunate would be completely out of the question if that is the case you may as well use that drill to finish me yeah so you'll I know, never I, have a better opportunity than right now i well, know i know i use this quote a lot but this is literally what you're gonna do with that big drill gonna kill me better make yes. it count better do it in one shot literally he says that he's like what do you think don't you think Optimus would do that think of the glory think of the fucking the fucking accolades you'd get for killing me seize the day boy optimus would um unfortunately jack is too good of a boy to seize this opportunity and also he says no optimus wouldn't and he's right he's definitely right optimus will not well, do this well i mean there are there are parts in later seasons that would argue with you yeah but i don't it's like i guess it's an honor thing where like megatron is helpless optimus. again there are parts in later seasons there's one scene in particular that i'm thinking of uh, that would argue That's with you true. about it. Well, you know. But yeah, he, he leaves uh, Megatron, who just goes, yeah, whatever, fucking idiot. Uh, and he starts trying to dig himself out. Um, Bulkhead's arms are starting to give. Yeah. Miko's like, are are you okay? And he's like, this is fine, dot JPEG. Yep. As his, as you can hear, like pneumatic hisses and creaks from his fucking arms as they're like collapsing in on themselves. I think it's fine. It's probably normal, but hey, it's fine. There's someone digging through the wall. It's RC. She's found us. Just kidding. It's Starscream. It's fucking Starscream. Um, who is like, ooh, 
<laughs> well, it's so it's really funny because they both have the one of like, ah, see, Lord Megatron, I wouldn't abandon. You're not Megatron. It's like the inverse of that moment from the from the Shadow Zone episode where they arrive to who they think is Megatron reviving Skyquick, and and I think it is also Bulky who goes, wait, that's not Megatron. Yeah, right. But immediately Starscream goes into taunting mode. He's like, oh, look at you, big boy. Quite a predicament you found yourself in, haven't you? And then he notices Miko. was like, hey, what if I killed your, your little friend? That'd be pretty funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, they play, uh, like, uh, it's kind of like Capture the Flag, but with yeah. uh, a human. And he, she, like, hides behind Bulkhead's tire, and he's just like, you know, this is a great opportunity for me. Uh, not only do I get to save Megatron... I also get to deliver a, to him an Autobot prisoner and take one of the strongest combatants on the Autobot side off the game board. Actually, this is a great day for me. And, I'm not and I coping. get to kill a human. One and I get to kill a human. One of these specific humans who have become quite annoying to me now. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, it, I don't know if Starscream knows their names. That's unclear at this point. He certainly knows them by the end of the series. Um, yes, he, he doesn't. He doesn't know them yet because then he just refers to. He's like, "Oh, it's Bulkhead and, and his little pet." Little pet, yeah. So it's, uh, but he certainly knows who they are. It's it's not like Arachnid and and Jack. She knows who Jack is. Yeah, she knows Jack's. She did like twenty three and Me on Jack. She don't know only yeah. knows Jack. She knows like her, his entire family history going back five generations. Yeah, she looked him up on Facebook. Um, but it's really funny because Starscream like sneaks behind Bulkhead to scare Miko, and Bulkhead just like kicks him in the face. Uh, as a result of that, though, the cave starts crumbling faster. So that's you know. Give and take. Um, yeah. At this point, though, Jack actually does break through the wall with the drill. Uh, and Bulkhead is immediately... And, and part of Starscream's body, I think. Oh, yeah, he does hit him with the drill. He does fucking hit him. He bodies him with the fucking drill. He goes yeah. right through Starscream. Not sure how he survived that as um, okay as he did. It was a glancing blow, I think. Uh, so I, I, I really like this scene because Bulkhead's like, all right. Uh, Miko, you go with Jack, you get the fuck out of here. And Miko is like, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna just leave you here. Um, and like... Starship's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna blow you all up. Yeah, and... she's like she's like crying and shit, and eventually she does get onto the drill. Yeah, uh, uh, Bulkhead's, the only reason he doesn't shoot is because Bulkhead's like, oh yeah, genius? Yeah, you're gonna yeah. shoot me? You're gonna bring the, the ceiling down on all of us? Yeah? yeah Think that's do a that. good idea? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I might be fine, but I don't know about you, skinny boy. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Twig Lakes, let's do it. <laughs> um, I like my chances better than yours. Yeah, so th- this is actually where Bulkhead is like, ooh, I get to get to take an Autobot prisoner. But RC has already dug herself out of the cave-in and is holding him at gunpoint. Yes. And uh, she's like, well, I don't know about that. So we, the ne- there's, a, there's a cut. After uh, they they, they we had, we see RC pointing her guns at Starscream and it's, it's RC Bulkhead Jack and Miko are out of the cave, um, and Bulkhead and RC are like you know we can end this right here if we had some fucking grenades just seal them all in, and Jack you know actors just think about like that's not what Optimus would do, and RC's like yeah it probably isn't, with the implication that maybe that's not what Optimus would do. 
But maybe it's what we should do. It's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's what I would do. Um, and they, they just kind of leave them there. Now, this does remind me, there's a really fucked up G1 children's book where this exact thing happens. Where Optimus and the Autobots seal the last Decepticons in a fucking cave. I mean, they do it to the f- fucking Dinobots in the show. That's true. But, uh, yeah, they leave. And we come and back to the... And they're their allies! <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, they're... They're a little fair weather. And then we're going to seal them in a cave. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Um... So, we cut back into the cave, and we see that Starscream is now holding up the world. Not... I mean, he's doing an alright job for someone of his stature, but it's definitely not as easy as Bulkhead's, uh, Bulkhead's whole deal. And, and I love, Bulkhead's I lo- whole deal, again, was not easy. No, but I love this, where Megatron just, like, peeks his head in from the side of the cavern, having dug himself out, and Scrooge is like, oh, thank goodness you're here, Megatron, you know, you see, I, I didn't abandon you, I, I made my way back in here to rescue you, and Megatron is just quiet the whole time, and just looking at him, and... Scarcely immediately goes into like begging mode once more. Like, right, this is so sad because he legitimately did come back from Megatron. He did, but <laughs> Megatron's for him. But Megatron's like, uh huh. How's that going for you? It literally ends with Starscream begging, and the last image is um, Megatron looking at him and his eyes narrowing. It's not. It's like he's not even, his eyes aren't narrowing. It's kind of hard to tell because of the way his fucked up face looks but he's like grinning he's like making dreamworks face at starscream mm, i'm not and so that, sure about that if the by dreamworks face if the like the it, he does have an evil grin he has an evil grin on his face i know you he doesn't really have lips i mean no one in the show really none of the bots really have lips other than rc i guess um but he's definitely given and, arachnid. A grin. and arachnid but he's he's definitely giving starscream like a like an evil grin so Starscream's not gonna have a continues to have a bad month, and that's just it. That's just the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> it just cuts there to credits. Yeah, uh, and, and specifically what uh, well, what Starscream is begging is like, you wouldn't leave me like this, right? Uh, and he just goes, mm. yeah, and then Megatron just stares at him, and then it goes to credits. I just I just love how he just looks at him like he doesn't. He barely says anything. <laughs> He's just standing there. Uh, so that's rock bottom. Uh, I'm sure start, this is, you know, you know what they say. Once you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go, right? There's so much further. Right? (laughs) There's there's nowhere else to go, right? Oh, boy. There's like one moment at the end of season, either, I think it's at the end of season three, where... Starscream has like a good time again, and that's sort of it. He's not gonna have. He's he's having a bad time of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Season two is basically entirely bad time for Starscream, and then season three he gets to have a little bit of a good time again, and then it goes bad again in season four. Yep. Oh, you mean the movie? Because there's no season four. Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. The, well, what or whatever the predict. Yeah, predict is like. It's like the first two seasons, and then the third season is Predacons, uh, the, like the, the, the Beast Hunters season, and then oh, there's the movie. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So he gets he gets to have a little bit of fun at the end of season two, then. That's what I meant. Yes, uh, at the end of season two, he has, he has some good moments, and then immediately a certain 
uh, Cyclopean scientist shows yeah. up to steal a and spot. Then the guy, and then the guy who ruins everything shows up to ruin everything. As he always does. Uh, so we've got some does. questions here on the Discord. Um, Dark Aurorinajan asks, which Transformer uses a magnet to scoop all the pennies out of the wishing fountain? Swindle. Ratchet. Swindle's right. Actually, you know what? Specifically for that, when I was saying that, I was thinking of animated Ratchet specifically because he does already have magnet powers, and that just seems like something he would do. Mm. If you think this Ratchet, if you think this Ratchet is crotchety, just wait until we get to animated Ratchet, everyone. That that motherfucker is old. Yeah, I mean, I I, I usually I try to keep it within Prime, but when we when we within the series that we're covering, but this is just Swindle. Sorry, this is ab- this is absolutely Swindle behavior. Yeah. Whenever I can, no, I can. Whenever, even regardless of what incarnation Swindle is in, I can only ever hear the animated voice because it's so fucking perfect. He sounds like a fucking used car salesman in an animated. It's great. Um, also, she asks, "What's your favorite genre of metal?" You totally just made up. Wise metal. <laughs> I really like wise metal. That wasn't very. That that was very unwise. Mm, yes, very unwise. <laughs> From the people who brought you wise posting. Transylvanian grunt core. Love a, love a good grunt. I, uh, Spike asks, Ailstorm or Gloryhammer? Um, from the sounds of them, those are definitely both symphonic power metal bands. Ailstorm are a Scottish metal he- heavy metal band formed in Perth, Scotland. And Gloryhammer okay, well, is Ailstorm a British is- power metal band founded by keyboardist Christopher Bowes. Okay, well, one of them is Scottish, so I'm going to choose the Ailstorm. Yeah, it's got to be Ailstorm. Also, one of them has beer in its name. Exactly. That's how you know they know how to party. Glory Hammer just sounds like a bunch of paladins. Although I bet, I bet both. I, I will, I will actually It sounds look. like a gay bar. That's either, well, now, now I am, now I'm reconsidering. But yeah, I will, I'm, I'm going to look these two up after this episode and, and sample some of their music. I've been on a little bit of a power metal kick lately. Um... Slipstream Sam asks, what's your or your group's mom friend snack go-to? Do you bring fruits, nuts, some kind of candy? What would Optimus and or Ratchet bring along on adventures? Okay, Ratchet is not the mom friend. Let us let us make one thing clear. Ratchet does not provide snacks. Um, my go-to has always been dried fruit. I really like, this is sort of what I do. Mostly, I, I the only place I, I do this kind of stuff for is... um cons when i went to them and dried fruit always hit really well like five hours in to being sweaty on a in an artist alley Um, i really like dried pineapple and dried kiwi especially and dried mango of course always hits um get them electrolytes um what would optimus bring i think optimus he seems like a trail mix guy i think he just brings energon cubes (laughs) <laughs> but they're like most nutrition they're the most nutritionally healthy for you okay but all right so here is here's the question he isn't he doesn't have a human partner he's kind of the like sort of distant but still their dad he doesn't really interact yeah. with them directly that much when it comes to like on missions but what do each of the human companions stash in their glove compartments or like the human companion um autobots miko has a wide range of pocky i was about to say yeah bulkhead's fucking da- um glove box is just full of pocky yeah that's just that's just a lot of pocky um 
Raph, I think, does tra- the trail mix. I feel like Raph is a sensible snacker, despite being the youngest, yeah. I think he's a, a sensible snacker. And I think, like, I think Jack does something savory, like maybe chips. Is Jack a beef jerky guy, do you think? I was, okay, that was the first thing I thought of, actually. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's easy to, to kind of hone in on the other two's tastes, but Jack is a little bit more I mysterious. Feel like, I feel like Jack started eating like beef jerky as part of his like cub scouts training yeah and like really enjoyed it yeah yeah i think you're right i mean i like a a teriyaki beef jerky is certainly a go-to on my road trips Um, yeah you want to make sure that you have that protein so you can you know make it through rc has like a (laughs) rc has a beef jerky pouch somewhere on the seat um it's underneath the seat like flips up you know like it's the barrier between the car seats and the front Yep, yep, all right, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fucking, the fucking jerky case under there. Mm-hmm. Cassarachnid asks... as far as you can see. Oh, God. Cassarachnid asks, if you died and were being pulled into a hell portal, which prime character would try to take, would you try to take down with you? Ha. <sighs> I mean, probably Megatron. He is the guy who sucks. Yeah, I mean, the correct answer would be Megatron. I'm tr- hmm. I mean, yeah, probably Megatron. I wouldn't get very far, as he yeah. is large. We you, the keyword here is try, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's it's definitely probably gonna be a Megatron. Everyone else is is too cool, or like, I like everyone them too else much. is at least redeemable, or yeah, or interesting. Yeah, uh, Soundwave is a bit iffy. I think his loyalty to Megatron is an issue, but like otherwise, he's not doing I think, too much. I think Soundwave is redeemable. Yeah. I think if you removed, if you permanently removed Megatron from the equation, he would be, like, normal. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Dark Aurora John's answer was make sure Clipjumper dies a third time. <laughs> uh, uh Cast Record also asks, if you had to recast the show Phineas and Ferb with Prime characters, who would they be? I have never watched any neither, Phineas and Ferb. Neither have I, but I assume it has to be Knockout and Breakdown. <laughs> Yeah, so like I know I know the general like setup and the and like the the dynamics of the Phineas and Ferb characters. I've I've kind of absorbed that much through osmosis. So I'm pretty. So Phineas is like he's like the pointy nosed one who does all the all the the schemes. Ferb is the silent one. So so actually, this is clearly Starscream and Soundwave. No, I think it's Knockout and break, uh, Breakdown, and Starscream is Candace. Oh my god. So, who is fucking Dr. Doofenshmirtz? Shockwave? <laughs> yes! <laughs> which... A con? Which a predicon. Smokescreen... Or Perry the Platypus's smokescreen. I understand we haven't got to those characters yet, but trust me, they're, those are very accurate roles for them to fill. Um, Wait, no. <laughs> a Praxian? An Autobot? Smokescreen the Autobot! <laughs> she also asks, Y'all see in Minecraft lately? They got an echolocation boss. Which prime character would be the best at beating each Minecraft boss in Minecraft the, or IRL? I don't, there are Minecraft bosses? I remember when they had one. What do you mean they added another one? There's I an know Ender about, Dragon, right? I know about two. I know about two minecraft bosses i know i, I know Ender about Dragon. the ender dragon that's there's it there's also a wither skull that you can like summon 
on the the overworld. Those are the only two I know about. Will you tell me they have multiple bosses in Minecraft now? You are two? you are aging me hold so on, quickly. Hold on a minute. This I need to Google this. Hey, hold up. Minecraft bosses. What the fuck is going on over in Minecraft? Okay, there are four Minecraft bosses. Maybe there are four Minecraft bosses. So we got. The Redstone Golem, the Nameless One, the Whisper, and the Wretched Ray. Oh my god, there's so many more. Oh my god. Wait. I can't do this. Sorry, Cass. I'm, yeah, I'm just tumbling down like, oh god, they've really been... Uh... Okay, some of these are from that Diablo game. That, that fucking Minecraft Dungeons game. That doesn't count. So I'm gonna say uh, none of them are good at fighting the Minecraft bosses in Minecraft because Minecraft wasn't a game built for combat and all of those boss fights suck shit. Um, IRL, I mean, anyone who can fly can pretty easily fight the Ender Dragon. Yeah, so, just like, put God Mode on. 80% of the Decepticons, other than Breakdown and Knockout? Yeah. Um, Robinus Prime asks, what's the difference between a Transformer name and a Drag name, like, mechanically? One very key difference, uh, Drag names are all wordplay. Transformers right. names aren't wordplay, they're just, like, things. They're just like, sometimes they're just normal words like swindle or brawl or ratchet. Right. And then sometimes you smash two things together like sky warp and star scream and dread wing. Right. Who? He, he, surely there will be no Decepticon <laughs> called Dreadwing who will show up. I don't know a Dreadwing. <laughs> now let me just take a big sip of this coffee and wait a season and a half. Surely, um, yeah. Um, there's no way he'll be voiced by Tony Todd and let me take a big bite of this cereal <laughs> uh, Castorachnon follows it up with what is Knockout's drag sona so it has to be wordplay yeah although technically not this version of Knockout's name is already kind of wordplay cause like he's he's supposed to be a knockout like he's, he's like a handsome fella what does he like he likes racing and torturing people um Red Corvette there you go. Got it in one. And finally, Dark Roar Energon asks a very important question. I must ask, in all of the Transformers canon, are there robot MILFs? Yes. Her name there is Alita One. Yes. Alita One is a robot MILF. Fuck it's, you. Yeah, especially in IDW One. Yeah. Um, um, I and G One, frankly. Yeah. But, like, G1, like, classic G1 Alita 1 is sort of like, she's a G1 character, so her personality isn't terribly shining, and she mostly exists to be Optimus's wife. But IDW1 Alita 1, uh, she's a girl boss. And uh, Lady of the Flame? I was about to say, yeah, Lady of the Flame. She's a MILF. I guess there there are, you know, there's, like, edge cases of, like, I guess you can count G1RC because she's kind of Daniel's mom, sort of. Cyberverse Stryka. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, there just aren't that many female characters. Yeah, there aren't that many female characters. There are even less who are in like a, mother, a motherly role, really. Because, I mean, IDW definitely quadrupled the amount of female yeah. cast members. Yeah, um, now there are eight. <laughs> but not all, but, you know, not all of them are terribly... No, most Milf of them. Coded. Most of them are are. Pyromagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Solus Prime. Oh, the original Milf. 
God's first MILF. God's first MILF. Who had to die to do something. I don't know. To, to save to, us from our sins. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what if Jesus was a MILF, a blacksmith, and ripped? And God. that's Solus Prime. God, um, speaking of Alita 1, I saw a post today on Tumblr that was like, can you imagine if, like, G1 and Prime Optimus switched? And Holy shit. Like, like, imagine, like, an Optimus half the size fighting Prime Megatron and just fully destroying him. <laughs> fully destroying them and all the Autobots being like, but what about your tragic past and everything? And Optimus going, my what? Where's my wife? <laughs> oh my god, I love that. You know, I've never actually seen the uh, the episode that has the female Autobots from G1, weirdly enough. I never ended up watching it. Um, and then on the other side of it, it's like, now imagine a 25-foot-tall <laughs> Optimus in comparison to the 10-foot-tall average uh, Autobots accidentally hitting Megatron too hard in G1 um, after trying to give him a, a speech. And uh, Ironhide going, wow, I can't wait to tell your wife the war is over. And Optimus going, my what? <laughs> Where's my husband? So yeah, that, you know, I would like to see that. God, I can't wait to get to G1. It's coming soon. Finally, a booby trap that actually catches boobies. Possibly the most, like, quoted, non-like, iconic quote from Optimus. Yeah, not, non-Transformers not, the movie quote. Right. Not, not you know, one shall stand, one shall fall, till all are one, etc. Yep. I'm going to make that fucking remix the outro music for this episode. <laughs> you know, no, I can't, I can't, sh- I can't, I can't shoot that shot too early. I got to wait until we actually get to that episode. Uh, we all, we, we, whale, we've been Prime Cuts. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod and also join our Discord, which is in the link in our bio on Twitter. That's right. Uh, we are coming up pretty soon on the end of season one of prime which means that we will be streaming transformers 2007 in a year on the on an off week for its 15th anniversary i love dying and being dead oh god i saw that movie when i was 10 years old anyway um, that's what you were 15 years ago very cool very cool i'm having a time i made you feel older didn't i yeah you think you're Uh, bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no you're withering away i was i was 16 Whoa, well all right, i was well, 16 regardless we will we will be streaming that uh soon enough and also we've got a couple of we, we're gonna be finishing off the season uh with a two guest spots in a row uh so get excited for those so yeah next week and the week after we're both gonna be guest episodes and then we're, we're covering the big three episode finale arc in one episode at the end. And let me tell you, the the season one finale of Prime goes fucking crazy. It's nuts. It's, it's, ooh, God. I have a, a very good AMV that I'm going to share. The, uh, the three-parter is called One Shall Rise, by the way. So, you know, we're, we're getting, we're playing the hits. Uh, but you have a lot well, to look forward shall, to. Well, it's One Shall, well... It, well, there is an episode called One Shall Fall, followed by the three-parter. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, or I may have that backwards, but I'm pretty sure I no, have No, it's, right. it's One Shall Falls first. Yeah, so then there's three episodes of One Shall Rise, and normal things will happen in those episodes. Uh, I'm here. You can find me on Twitter, 
Dragon Smoocher. Um, you can find my various other projects in various other places, like the comprehensive companion podcast for Final Fantasy XIV Online I do with my friend Jane. That is Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio on Twitter. I also did a show with her previously on the 2018 Shira Netflix series called Podcast of Power. That is Ad Podcast of Power on Netflix. And I am also on Disney Minus. Uh, that is at Disney Minus Pod crawling and clawing our way through all of the garbage on disney plus our latest episode was on cars and the uh, truly a cinematic world that only gets more troubling the longer you think about it just a a horrible creation um with with no good answers to any of our questions really uh so if you want to hear us puzzling out what the fuck is going on in the world of cars over two hours you can look forward to that episode posting I think the same day this episode is posted. So, hey, cars. They've gotten meat tongues, people. You need to think about that. Or maybe don't. Never think about that again, actually, because I thought about it once and it ruined my life. Okay, okay. those are my projects. Okay. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcast I do called Pod of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! And we just finished season three uh, this past weekend. Um, we have a wrap-up episode. Oh, sorry, of GX. This past weekend, we have a wrap-up episode uh, sometime this week. Um, then we'll be taking a little summer break and starting our fall semester for our fourth year of high school um, in September. Um you can find that and this show on Noise Space, which you can find at noisespace.xyz. Um, there's a bunch of other really good uh, shows there, and I'm actually trying to do some ones we haven't mentioned in a while. So it's things like Zero to Zero, uh, Ford to Ford ReZero, um, and uh, Digimon Ghost Gaze. Those are the ones I'm going to plug today. Um so, uh, yeah, uh, give us a listen there. You can also find us personally on, uh, on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. You can join our Discord, uh, which is, uh, has a link in um, the bio of our Twitter and in the description of all of our episodes. And you can join us to do all those fun things we talked about, like airing those movies uh, and asking us questions. Um, so, yeah, do that. Um, and until next time, um, I'm going to put on my... Um, robot attracting heels transform and roll out I am going to excitedly run and transform and roll out directly into a uh, structurally unstable abandoned mine and hope nothing bad happens peach peach <laughs>